welcome back to the Family Caravan and Camping Podcast. My name is Megan and I'm your host for this podcast. So take a seat and join me around the virtual campfire as we discuss today camping activities for kids. My second favorite topic. My first favorite topic is just actually camping in general, camping, caravanning. But my second favorite topic is keeping the kids entertained while you're camping. For those of you that have camped before, You know that some days it's really easy to keep those kids entertained and other days it is like pulling hen's teeth and we have chickens and they don't have teeth so you get my idea. (laughs) So I thought I'd share some of the activities that help keep our four-year-old entertained but also some of the activities that we used to do a lot when I was girl guiding and I know that these things worked with kids. Let's first talk about kids while camping. I know from past experience, (laughs) the first day, maybe the second day, the kids are still very excited, coming up with some of their own ideas, but they can quickly run out of things to do, especially if you're free camping and you don't have the big kid attractions like the jumping pillow and the playground and the swimming pool and now all the amazing water parks. If you don't have all of that around, they really do need to use their imagination. Some kids, you know, they, they're easy. They can, they can go and spend hours and hours and days using their imagination, coming up with things to do. Other kids, we need to make sure that we're prepared so that this camping experience is enjoyable for you and for them. Because if you both enjoy camping and you both have a great time when you go, it just makes it so much nicer for everyone. So I'm going to share some of the things that really, really work for us. And I would love to hear your ideas and things that you've enjoyed or things that really work with your kids. So I will put a post up on my Instagram page, which is at family underscore caravan underscore camping. You can also find that link in the show notes attached to this podcast. But if you've got anything that really works for you, I would love to hear it. I'm always open to sharing new things. The first thing that I always make sure that we have when we go camping are glow sticks. Glow sticks have saved my life so many times, literally because after a few wines, I make sure (laughs) prior to drinking, we put glow sticks around all of our guy ropes for either our annex or if we're camping with a tent, we'll put them around the bottom of the tent. And then this way, if you know you're coming back to the tent, you've had a little bit too much. Mind you, this was before kids. Um, I would find it easier to see the guy ropes and I'd not end up on my face because that's happened quite a few times. <laughs> but glow sticks are so much fun and you get them in so many different lengths and you can make glasses, you can make earrings. So uh, we, all the kids have always had a lot of fun with glow sticks. Another thing I really like about them is if they, you know, if your kids have got glow sticks either around their wrists or um, they've made, you know, a headband or something like that or a massive necklace, when they stray from the campfire, if they've got to go to the toilet or something, it just makes it so much easier to see the kids. Another thing I really like glow sticks for, and I picked this up from another mum at the Port Elliot Caravan Park, you can get these glow sticks that um, they look like they've got a necklace. So they've got a bit of cord that goes around the neck and then the glow stick is quite long and chunky. And they sort of wear it like a necklace, but it just makes it really easy to see your kids. When um, a few times at night, the kids have wanted after dinner time to go, 
you know, jump on the jumping castle before it goes down or go on the playground. And if you're camping outside of daylight savings, it does get sort of dark a lot quicker. And it was funny, this lady I was talking to mentioned that they give their kids these really long um, glow sticks. Now I'll find a link and I'll put it in the show notes, but it just makes it easier if you're on a playground and you say you're traveling with a family or you've got multiple children. We only have one little one that travels with us now. But if you've got multiple children, you can give them these glow sticks and it just makes it easier in the dark to spot your child. (laughs) It seems like a silly idea, but when I was standing there and I was talking to this lady, she's like, see, that one's mine, that one's mine, and that one over there is mine. I can see them. And I really like that idea just so that it's you can look around quickly and you can spot where your child's gone because you know what kids are like. You know, they're here one minute and then they're over there the next. So that was a really good idea. The other thing that we do with glow sticks, if we've got a spare bottle of water, now we won't do this if we're free camping because obviously water is an extremely valuable resource when you're free camping. But if you've got a bottle of water and if you put a glow stick into the bottle of water, it just illuminates the water a lot more. So you can use those for um, different areas where if you need a bit more light. So we found that that worked really well, especially when we were tent camping and we needed another light, say we're the toilet area was or something over there. Um, Another really great idea with glow sticks, you can use it to play ring toss. So we would go and find a couple of really long sticks while it was daylight. And then when the night came, we we would um, cable tie, (laughs) because we always travel with cable ties, cable tie a glow stick to the stick. And then we'd sort of put a whole bunch of them in the ground and then we'd turn the glow sticks into like bracelets and then we would stand there and we would toss them so it's like ring toss and you could put different points on different ones or you can have different colors so if you get a red glow stick and you get something on that one that's worth 20 points if you get a green one it's only worth 10 um it was just another game that we used to play that used to keep the kids entertained in the dark like kids love the dark when you go outside absolutely love it so if you can light up the night they have even more fun. (laughs) The other thing I've learned, especially with my four-year-old, my older two didn't do this so much, but he likes to bring construction vehicles camping. So he'll have, you know, a couple of excavators, dump trucks and and different toys, and he'll (laughs) make these random holes in the middle of your campsite. So when you're walking at night time, you can't see these holes. (laughs) So what I've done now is we bring a length of rope. I reckon it's about maybe two meters in diameter. And I set up a construction zone for him. So he is only allowed to dig in this one area. So that way we all don't break our ankles when we're going to the toilet in the middle of the night. And he can keep all the holes in that little area. And also it helps to keep all these toys sort of confined to one space as well. And it makes it easier for pack up because everything's nice and close and you can just sort of dump everything into whatever it is that you bring to contain all your toys. So he would have, you know, buckets, shovels, all these trucks, excavators, cars, all that sort of stuff. And just, it just contained it all. So it made things so much easier. So a dig area, that's what I would call that one. Just one little area. That's where you can dig, not everywhere else. (laughs) The other kids activity that I always seem to bring and always seems to attract other children to my campsite is camp craft. 
And this can be as simple or as elaborate as you wish to make it. And I think, you know, this hasn't only come from guides. I also run a play group and a lot of these ideas are very simple that I used to bring to play group and it would just work. Like it would just keep the kids occupied for hours and we attend a family caravan club and generally when I get the craft box out, because what I put it in, like the kids know that's the craft the craft box and they sort of all, <laughs> all come to my area. So I always make sure I've got the biscuits and the milk on hand. But Camp Craft is amazing. So in my Camp Craft box, I mean, mine's pretty elaborate. You don't need to go this elaborate. You can just make a little shoe box or something really small. But I always have glue and paper. Glue and paper seem to be the things that really um, seem to just open up the kids' imaginations. So They'll go out, especially if we're free camping, they'll go and they'll pick up leaves and sticks and twigs and nuts and rocks and they'll come back and they will glue things onto the paper or, you know, stick it on there somehow and come up with an adventure map or, you know, they get so creative. So glue, (laughs) the glue and the paper always work. A couple other things I have in there are just coloured paper, crayons, Um, pencils, uh, scissors. I sometimes bring glitter, but it's only really if I can, you know, make sure that I can contain it because I don't want that getting out into the environment. But it is a lot of fun to just, you know, make your own things. Another thing we do with our craft boxes, we make camp signs. So the kids kids will make one saying toilet this way or lunch this way. And it's just (laughs) a bit of fun for them to do especially on a rainy day. Oh my goodness, this, yeah, the camp craft box takes up so much time on a rainy day. This next one requires a little bit of pre-planning. You can do it on the day. Um, I found a little bit of pre-planning seems to make this go a little bit better, but we prepare scavenger hunts. So what I'll do beforehand is I've got these little cards that I've laminated just with you know, A4 paper. And on that A4 paper, I've got a list of things for kids to collect. So it might be a leaf, a stick, a rock, a pebble, um, a nut, um, something yellow, something purple, um, a bit of rubbish. Got to clean up that uh, environment. Um, And I'll have that all on a bit of A4 paper and I laminate that. And then I've got little paper bags that will bring and I try and recycle stuff. So it might be a lunch bag or something that we've used previously. And I'll pop this laminated bit of paper in and then the kids can go out with, usually we've got a couple of adults with us when we do this. And one kid goes with an adult and then you go off and see how many bits and pieces that you can find on this scavenger hunt. And it's so exciting when everybody gets back and sort of tips everything out of their bag and compares what it is that they've found. They may have some other things. So you can do like a little mystery box that they can find. And this seems to really keep them occupied. And this can take hours. <laughs> the kids get so um, focused on making sure that they've got everything tipped off in their scavenger hunt. If you want to step it up a notch, you can put a time limit on it. Um, But usually, especially with my little four-year-old, I'll only put about three or four things on there for him to find. I am having to make it a little bit more advanced now because he's just, you know, getting a little bit bored with only having a few things on there. The next thing that we do to make sure that the kids are entertained is we let them decide whether they bring their bike or their scooter and then obviously bring all the paraphernalia that comes with that, like helmet, knee pads and all the rest of it. Sometimes you see a caravan park and the parents say goodbye to the kids in the morning and then they're on the bike the whole day. But usually what I try and do is that bike riding time, especially with our little one being only four, is family bike time. 
We don't have our own bikes just yet, but I'm sure this year that is going to change because the little one is getting so fast on his bike that we're having trouble keeping up with him. And I love running, but uh, when I go camping, I like to relax. So eventually we'll get our own bikes, but I try and make that bike time family time. So we will walk with him and we'll go on adventures and we'll go and sightsee go and check out the park. Um, we went to the big four at Ramark recently and they've got some, I'm not sure if they're kangaroos or wallabies. Every time we seem to go, it's at dusk and I never have the right glasses with me. So I can't see in the distance, but there was something out there that looked like a kangaroo. And it was really great family bonding time. And he had his bike that he would go with. So I'm really looking forward to all of us getting bikes and then being able to go a little bit longer with the distances. The next activity that I find works really well with all ages is maps or some form of navigation activity. At the moment, with the little one being four years old, I find it really easy just to draw up a simple map for him and we'll go and discover the park based on a very simple map. And he loves that. He'll go and find the playground, the toilets, um, reception, or if we're staying on the river, he'll go and find the river. I've given him before the park map, which he loved so much because it's so colorful. But then when it, t- <laughs> but then when it came time to actually get out of the caravan park, we'd lost all the codes that they write on, on there for your gate code and your Wi-Fi code. So I've learned my lesson. Do not give your child the park map unless you ask for a spare one. <laughs> But no, I think this comes from my girl guide days. We used to do a lot around orienteering and navigation and it really keeps the kids occupied for many hours when you put, again, a little bit of forethought into this activity. As the kids are getting a little bit older, then the craft box would come out and I would actually get them to draw up their own maps. So based on what they had seen around the place in the caravan park, or the campground, I would let them draw their own map. And then that way we would go on a journey of what they found. And it's really quite interesting where kids think things are. So when they think that the playground is right behind the toilet, but the playground's actually right behind the admin building, it is a bit of a, it's a learning experience for them, but it's also quite interesting if you, quite interesting to get inside their minds. The other thing that this promotes is a real awareness of the space around the kids. So they become aware of where the safety things are. And this is something else that you can tie into this activity, making sure that you show the children where the evacuation points and they're mostly you'll find on the maps or sometimes these days they actually tell you where those points are when you're checking in, but also letting them know which way is your campsite. So where is your caravan site or your tent site or, you know, if you're free camping, where have you guys based yourself? So that way the children are aware. If they do get lost, they've got that little bit of spatial memory where they can see, okay, this is where we need to go. The other thing I'm really excited to get into is geocaching. Hubby's not a huge fan. I've tried this with my mum and dad and absolutely loved it. I think my brother's also a really big fan of this. One of the caravan clubs that I attended recently had an afternoon of geocaching and unfortunately my little one was sick on that day so I couldn't go. But just listening to all the kids come back saying how exciting it was and you know some of them were able to find things, some of them weren't able to find them. So I think that's something else that if you don't already do, have a look into. I don't think it's all that. I know years ago you used to have to buy the map or the, no, you used to have to buy the app software. Don't think it's quite like that anymore. But I will look into that um, probably the next couple of trips. So I'd like to start doing that one. The next activity for kids, once that daylight comes, oh my goodness, campfires. There is nothing like a campfire. 
This definitely stems from my girl guide days. The amount of hours we'd spend around the campfire learning new songs, um, making new friends, toasting marshmallows, making s'mores, and then going back to your tent and absolutely feeling like you're going to have to throw up. You've eaten (laughs) so much sugar in such a short amount of time. But another opportunity for campfire time is teaching kids all around fire safety. So, you know, it's really great that we only have fires when it is safe to do so, but there's so much that you can learn around making a fire, a fire safety, as I've already mentioned, but also something that I found really beneficial as a kid and now teaching my kids is around cooking on an open fire. So it's not something that we really do a lot of. For us personally, I really enjoy now just using my Weber barbecue. <laughs> I find that so much easier. We have camping trips in the middle of winter with my family where we will every dinner will just be campfire cooking. So we have to do a lot of preparation to do that. There's a lot of things that we'll think about before we go away because you want to make it simple and easy, but you also want to have a bit of fun. So sometimes it could be just as simple as putting some potatoes, like boiled potatoes, because we always sort of pre-boil them onto the campfire and, you know, wrapping them in alfoil, chucking them in, or it can be as elaborate as a full meal with damper cooked in a big black cast iron thingy. I can't think of what they're called at the moment. Having that experience of tasting food that you've cooked yourself from an open fire is amazing. We'll do a whole podcast on camping food (laughs) with an open fire. Another activity that we haven't done for a little while because the little one's legs are a little bit too small but with my older kids we used to do a lot around this and obviously with girl guides we did it was around hiking and just the you know again comes back to having a map and knowing where to go but hiking as a family is amazing again I could do a whole nother podcast (laughs) on this but just some of the little things that um, I always make sure that we have when we go hiking is snacks snacks to keep the kids entertained Regardless of whether we've just eaten or we're, you know, not far from a meal, just having a snack where you can sit down and have a quick little break and rest their little legs. Sunscreen, we always take a little first aid kit with us. We have a big one at our camp base, but when we're hiking, we always have just a really small one that's got just your, your general things in there, including a emergency blanket in case you get lost. Um, but it's good. It's a great way to spend that extra time with your kids and it takes up time. You can go on a hike that's, you know, a couple of hours. So you can go on a short hike, make sure you get the right shoes as well. I might do a whole podcast on hiking. There you go. <laughs> Another activity that I like to do, and this has come off the back of a really rainy October long weekend last year where on the Sunday it rained nonstop for seven hours and it wasn't just a drizzle it was a full-on torrential downpour where even though we had an outback van (laughs) most most of our tires were full of water it if you need to go to the toilet like I I didn't even bother with shoes because my shoes were getting wet it was getting that deep I was able to keep the little one entertained from this box of board games that I started to build up and it's got in there just simple card games snap fish And then we've got Skipbo, Uno, a couple of other games that we've got in there. Um, There's some that are more age-specific for him. So there's one that's like a bug game. I'll link this in the show notes. But you've got a dial and there's all these little pieces that you try and make a bug out of it. And the first one that makes a bug obviously wins. And then I've also got, for the adults, I've got Cluedo, Monopoly, 
No, we took Monopoly out. That's right. We took Monopoly out after another rainy weekend where it ended in almost all four of us having these huge fights. (laughs) So Monopoly is now banned from camping. But board games is another great activity for your family. The last activity that I'm going to speak about, and there are many, many more that I could go on about, but I think I'll try and keep this podcast a little bit shorter. The last one, flashlights. Everybody, every kid I know loves a flashlight. We've got, I think, four in the van now, and they're all ones that the little one has gotten from different gifts for Christmas or birthdays. And as soon as he gets them, he's like, Mom, let's pop this in the caravan. It's so exciting. I'm going to have this when I go camping. So we use them to go to the toilet because we don't have an ensuite in the van. We haven't yet got a chemical toilet, but we will be getting one soon because we've got a bit of free camping that we're going to be doing. And I don't like going in nature. That's a whole nother podcast topic. Anyway, so when we're going to the toilet at night, I usually just take my phone, to be honest, but the little one likes to take flashlights and there's quite a few for him to choose from. The other thing we used to do with flashlights when my older kids used to come uh, camping with us was play tag with the flashlights. So kids could go, we'd sort of give them some boundaries as far as like you can't go past that rock or you can't go past that log, but they'd play tag where they'd try and find each other and tag each other with the flashlights. The other great thing is, you know, if you've got no power and you're not staying in a caravan park, it's really great for reading, but it's awesome for spotting animals at nighttime, animals in the trees, on the ground, in the drawbar of your caravan, when you find a massive big redback spider, that's a whole nother story. <laughs> Yuck. But they are, they do keep the kids really entertained. So flashlights and plenty of them and make sure you got batteries. There's another problem. Anyway, I hope you've enjoyed this podcast today, talking about some of the kids activities that we've enjoyed doing over our years. And thank you so much for joining us around this virtual campfire and we will speak to you soon. Bye.